Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me for this special pod YouTube vid to look back on the 2-1 victory over Southampton that somehow sees us stay in top four contention. We have the caller who's in charge of the buttons. How you doing, mate? It's great. I've just moved from the left box to the right box, if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening, um, come on, you Spurs. What a great performance tonight. I thought it was a game of two halves. Second half was so much better than the first, but we'll get right into that. So let's start off, as we usually do, caller, with the lineup. Mason's first as manager. Uh, the, the Probably the big surprise was the omission of Rodon, but with the final coming up, you, you'd assume that he's gone with, with Toby and Dyer for them to sort of get accustomed to his defensive uh, sort of management. What did you think of the lineup overall? Well, why was it a surprise? Because, you know, Roden's a rookie. He's not best defender. He's not our oh, best defender. On, he's not month. our best defender at all. Toby is. He, well, in terms of performance over the last month, he's been by far our best defender. I'm sorry, but Roden is still a rookie. You're talking about an England international and a Belgian international. If you're picking a team, that's your logical choice. I'd be amazed if Roden starts the cup final. Amazed. He can't. He can't. He's cup tied. That's what there I'm saying. There you go. That's so, why really, so what are you on about? No, I was just saying, like, it was a surprise that he was omitted from the lineup in terms of he is, he's been our best defender the last couple of months, or nah, last month at not least. Not for me. Not for me, mate. Not for me. <laughs> Call us not Any other surprise? Fine. Any other surprises in there then? Bale well, was well, probably the big one. Well, I, was, I was rooting for Bale to come in. The pleasant surprise was, and I called it earlier, that Bale did start the game. Um, and he probably could have played the full 90, to be honest. I thought he played really well, gave a good performance. I mean, he won the man of the match um, over here on, on Sky Sports. Um, and I thought he was pretty complete. He, he He worked hard. He looked like he wanted it took that goal beautifully that was such a hard goal to take he's done that a couple of times this season hasn't he 
it just curls it into like no power on it, just perfect precision, round two players' heads, past the keeper, top yeah. corner from a really acute angle. That's a skill. That's why he's paid £600,000 a week. Thank you for someone. I mean, it took Ryan Mason to see what the caller's been banging on about for months. Get him in the starting lineup. Get him in the starting lineup, and hopefully we will see full flow bail on uh, Sunday when we play uh, City in the Cup final. Yeah, they were one nil down. I saw to, to Villa. I don't know if they've equalised yet, but um, they're not. They're not looking great right now. But speaking of going a goal down, we didn't start the game particularly well. I was kind of like, is it just that we've got shit players? It doesn't matter who's the manager. <laughs> this is just the same as it was yeah. under Jose. I mean, that first half wasn't great. What, what do you put it down to? Was it nerves? Uh, just maybe a new sort of approach? What, what, why do you think we didn't start the game very well? I think um, we were just very open, weren't we? So, Larice, mm. oh my God, people diss Larice. What a double save he made today. I, I oh. don't think there's many keepers in world football that could do that. Unbelievable reflexes. Unbelievable. Um, I think, I think, I don't really agree that we played that badly in the first half. I just think we were incredibly open and there were there were some big holes in midfield from that openness and I think it's all it's all very well and good with playing with freedom but there's got to be a little bit of discipline and balance in there as well and when you've got sort of um Lo Celso and and the ballet sort of pushing on a bit it it leaves gaps it leaves big gaps and Southampton are not a bad side having said that that goal was Danny Ings what a player what a player he took it beautifully do you don't think that Oria could have got tighter or got goal side or ball side? It just it was Aria's just fault, so but the lax. Finish, you wouldn't expect him to finish from there with his head. Uh, well, you wouldn't expect one of our worst defenders to be marking him either. Surely, seeing how many goals he scored, let's get Toby or Dyer on him at least. But having Aurier, who's not the most defensively sound players, I, I just mm. don't know who was organising that from that corner. No, granted. I mean, Aurier's a defensive liability, isn't he? I don't think he had a particularly good game, if I'm honest either half um, but you can't knock Ings for the header it was it was a brilliant header brilliant header such good technique very difficult to do the only surprise was Southampton hadn't already scored up to that point because they were you know in the ascendancy they were. they were they were they were battering us and they were pressing us very high and we get that from from Southampton like even though they have literally the worst league record in this in the league in 2021, worse than Sheffield United, who just went down. Mm. Um, they did play on the front foot and they, they did press us high. Ralphie Hasselhoff, whatever his name is, loves to, uh, does set them up like that and just sort of like the high press and, and it unnerved Huttle. our defenders, I thought. Hussein Hartl. Hussein Hartl. Hartl Hussel. Um, but it was, I thought the first half, we just, it just looked like a continuation of, how we were under Jose, and I thought I thought I'd expect an immediate bounce back. But I think maybe do you think that maybe Southampton smelled blood and they thought, well, I, no, let's I think get Southam- at them. I think Southampton. We've seen it before, uh, time and time again. They when they press, they're a very good side. Pressing is a is a really hard skill to keep up for ninety minutes. It requires mm. a teammate to absolute peak like we were under Pete Potch, chasing every mm. single ball down, and um, it, it, that's very difficult to keep up for ninety minutes. And it was no real surprise that Southampton faded um, in the um, in the second half. 
that's my view. Yeah, second half. Well, let's go on to the second half then, because the first half was wasn't great. Um, but we, I thought we started. It looked a lot more even in the second half. We were competing more. I sort of saw a lot more challenges and mm-hmm. uh, desire from the team, which which was which was great to see. Do you think it was Mason's halftime team talk? Why do you think we came out with a different approach second half, or was it Southampton just getting a bit tired? I mean, he watched what Gareth Bale said after after the game with the with the man of the match presentation. He sort of I don't know if you saw it, but he said, um, you know, there's some positional stuff in the first half. They didn't, he didn't think it was that bad, but they didn't compete quite as well because of the positional stuff. And that's what was pointed out to them at half time in the second half. That really helped. I think there's a bit of that. I think there's a bit of we're one 0 down. Shit, we've got to do something, which is mm. which is good because we haven't seen that all <laughs> all the time from um, from Mourinho's teams and. I don't know. I just felt like there were players in the team today who gave a shit, and it hasn't felt like that for a while. And when your players are actually on the pitch fighting for everything, then you you can you can beat teams. You know, we're not, I'm not writing this off against City now. Pro- previously, I thought we didn't have a cat in hell's chance. To be honest, the mm. way we we're playing under Jose, and you know, I backed Jose from the word go. So yeah, hands up. Um, I was wrong, and it didn't work out. Um, it unravelled a lot quicker than I thought it would, um, but. I thought the players cared and looked like they gave a shit, which is something we haven't had for a really long time. So that's got to be encouraging. It's got to be encouraging. And I, th- and I think that was the biggest difference, whether that was pointed out to them at halftime, like, come on, lads, we- we've top fours on here. Look at the teams that have dropped. I mean, we can talk about the top four later. Um, look at the teams around us that are dropping points left, right and centre. Southampton, they're there for the taking. Worst team in the league, like you've said. Come on, let's get up and at them. Harry Redknapp style. Up and out. You're doing your Delia Smith impression. Let's be having you. Oh, that's so cringe. I'm sure Mason doesn't sound that that shrill when he's giving a halftime team talk. I'm sure he doesn't. Um, By the way, City are one one now. City are one one now. Well, on the on the first goal, Bale's got. I mean, as you said, it was superb technique, but it was really good work from Reggie. I thought Reggie was quite quite nippy down the left and and did. We were using his pace a lot in both halves. I thought he was probably our yeah. best outlet in the first half. I think it was it was Son's uh, Lucas's shot that was charged down first, and and then it fell for Bale. And just how he placed it between those two defenders was yeah. was magical. I thought it was just superb, and that's what he was brought in to do. That's why we're paying the wages that we are for him because Absolutely. he can give us those moments, and why he hasn't been playing. Uh, more regularly since since he got fit in what sort of end of November, uh, we imagine the points we could have got if we'd have got an extra goal with him being on the pitch. And fair enough, we'll go a goal down later on. But we're already a couple up, so it doesn't matter. There were a couple uh, of just, moments just where I thought he was going to come off like six, 60, 70th minute. I was thinking, please don't take him off because that's exactly what um, Jose or Jose would have done. Uh, Jose, sorry, there you go, would have done. Um, uh, he's taking him off because he hadn't, re- you know, he was he was working hard, but he hadn't threatened the goal, and he didn't. Because to me, when you've got a world class talent, attacking talent like Gareth Bale, you've got to leave him on the pitch when you need goals, <laughs> you know, unless you've got a superstar, unless you've got Harry Kane to come on for him. Um, I'm just really glad that he stuck with him today, and and that will have done Bale the world of good as well for his confidence and to and to, to get back in there. I mean, the other thing he said, you know. He, he talks about enjoying attack, playing attacking football today, <laughs> which obviously is a little bit of a barb at, at, at Mourinho. But it's true, isn't it? We, you know, we threatened more in that game than we feel like we have done in a long time, right? 
Yeah, it, it did feel, certainly second half, it just felt like we, we wanted the ball. We had a midfield that was calling for the ball. Oh, you got a beer. Oh, I didn't get my beer. I've got, um, um, yeah, a really nice beer. It? It's an ale. Um, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not sure. Laguntas IPA, there you go. Laguntas. <laughs> right, there's some questions. I've never heard of it. Where's it from? It's American. And, and I've also got, uh, as a reserve, this fine drop, uh, and I'm not getting a bung for these, uh, Atlantic Pale Ale, which is lovely. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can get that in Brazil, Bren, but you should try. How big's your glass tonight? Well, I haven't got it because I forgot it. <laughs> it's you got no beer. I've got no beer. The viewers. And there's no one else here. I can't go and get it now because Franco's got food poisoning. I was going to be rude, but Franco's got poop, food, food poisoning. Food, food poisoning. poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> get well soon, Franco. He's just sent a question as well. Do you want to pop up his question there on the screen? I certainly don't mind. Get well soon, Franco. Don't, don't let the poop poisoning or whatever food poisoning <laughs> get you down um, do you mm. think uh, do we think Levy will resign now um, the WATTV boys have done a protest outside the ground um, yeah did you see the footage of, we of the We Are Tottenham TV guys Sim and um, Ben were out there today they were a bit baldist uh, who cares if Levy's bald like, what are they saying about baldies I just saying, oh, you're a bald, greedy bastard or something like that was the chant. And I'm like, that's a bit harsh to bald people. And maybe I'm just a snowflake guardian reader, but just lay I off I guess the that means they're not on YouTube now, so we should be clearing up, right? I think they are. No, they did a watch along. <laughs> I don't know. I think only one of them went, I think, maybe. Son's disallowed goal. I, I I leapt when that went up. I made that yelp and my wife, I could hear my wife sighing from, from upstairs. But you sort of saw Lucas jump. You're like, it, I did think in my mind, are they going to give him offside for that? Because he didn't he didn't touch the ball, but was it, I'm assuming it was because he blocked the vision of the goalie. Was that what he was given for? Yeah, I, I assume so. I didn't, at the risk of sounding like Arsene Wenger, I did not see it. Um, so I, I, did, I, I was relying on what you guys were saying in the Patreon chat. So I, I can't give too many comments. It's about the only bit of the game I missed, and I was cursing about it. But um, um, pretty clear offside, was it, Bren? He, he was. He was definitely in front of the strike. It was the angle was weird though, and he, I, I'd like to see it again. But I think he was offside. The question is, is he interfering? And you kind of well, he's in the line of the shot of the goal, yeah. so maybe he is technically interfering. He sort of jumps out the way when he shoots. It's a beautiful strike by Son. It was such a sonny goal. And you're just like, oh, Lucas. And then straight after, a cross Lucas. came in. I think it was all, yeah. And then Lucas heads it when Luca, when Sonny's just winding oh, I saw up that. Shoot. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And Son's behind him going, like, He must not have given him a shout. He can't doing? have given him a shout. No, no, maybe not. But, you know, you would defend Lucas, wouldn't you? So... Um, we do digress. Yeah. Well, VAR, we, we, we just slagged off VAR, but it did come to our rescue there <laughs> with the penalty. <laughs> uh, a double penalty, surely. I don't know if the handball was, was a handball. I don't know what the rules are these days. It was well, clearly accidental. Isn't it in an unnatural uh, position? No, it was arms by his side, which normally where arms mm, are. I, th see, I think it was more like that, like uh, slightly out from his side. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure it was that natural. But e either way, yeah, obviously, that, that was the first bit. And then there was Toby sort of accidental handball as well. And then obviously, you know, their defender went flying in like 10-footed um, on the edge of the box, which, I mean, I'd have thought, when I first saw it, I thought that's outside the box. <laughs> or yeah. it will be adjudged to be outside of the box. Oh, no, we've got Eric Dyer with a free kick coming right up. 
Um, but thankfully it wasn't. On that, you just pointed out something there, like, because it did look a bit like Toby handled it, because it went into his chest and he sort of had his arms around his chest. So had they given that as the handball, then the penalty <laughs> wouldn't have stood. But yeah, oh, just trying to second guess the VAR. Um, but it was clearly on the line. It was like when, when you saw it replayed, you're, you're like, they're going to give this. They're definitely going to give this. And he goes to the monitor. And it was definitely like, on the line, yeah. Yeah. So, so therefore it's part of the box. It, so therefore it's a penalty. You know, that's that's um, that's it, isn't it? Black, I mean, it was a terrible challenge. That's the sort of, it was a bit like Aurier had sort of body swapped for someone and, um, you know, just had a rush of blood to the head because... I get he was trying to charge it down, but to go in like that, whew, I mean, he's lucky he didn't get sent off, to be fair. Yeah, Janipo, 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 But And Sonny took his penalty very well, very cool head, and sent the keeper the wrong way, great body shape. I thought it was a great penalty. Yeah, I, well, there's not much to say about it, apart from Kane couldn't have done it any better than that himself. I think it's perfect penalty. Good we've got Sonny on the pitch, because otherwise it'd probably be Lucas taking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one wants to see that apart from you it, it, no no I think it was Bale off by then I, I, I thought Bale, Bale would take off by it. that it point I think yeah uh, I mean I nearly freaked out when I saw Winks coming on at one point I thought what is going on here I know well it's Mason you know they're mates and I think Winks probably would put a shift in for him Winks Winks gave up on Jose really I'll be honest, did like he I'll be honest I saw Winks there was a point in the second half and he tore back from the opposition penalty area. Um, I don't think he quite caught the guy, actually. The guy sort of laid it off before he got there. But he must have run like 40, 50 yards, flat out, gaining on this guy, hunting the ball down. And I thought, I haven't seen Winks run like that for months. I didn't even know he had it in him, if I'm being really honest. I thought he just spun in little circles, Scott Parker-esque. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, he, fair play. He did put a shift in your right. He he came on and he looked revitalised. Yeah, I thought we, we saw the game out well. You know, we've thrown away so many leads. And fair enough, we went 2-1 up in the 86th minute, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. But you're still in the back. And he gave six minutes of extra time. You're still thinking, we're Spurs, we're Spurs. But there, there was no nerves, really. It, mm. was, it was quite calm and quite organised. And... And what a great feeling it must be for, for Mason to have his first three points as manager of the Spurs of the club that he's been at for 20 years. Uh, it, it looked joyous uh, at full time on the pitch and on the side. Relief. And I had actually yeah. had that much confidence we were going to do it today. I put a little bet on at half time. We were 1-0 down. And um, I put a bet on and, you know, there you go. I'm a tenner better off winning. Didn't actually get very good odds, so Sky obviously thought we, we, we were a good chance at 1-0 down. But, um, yeah, really pleased for Ryan. Um, um, Ian saying there on the uh, on the chat, I'm so chuffed for Ryan. Raise a glass. And um, Brendan can't. He's, not, he's short of his small glass today. But I will um, on behalf of Ryan Mason. So, here we go. There we go. It's going in. He's... Joe Ambrose says, very surprised Delhi didn't get on the pitch. Could it be due to his lack of game time in recent months uh, that his match fitness is well off 100%? I, I'm not sure it is that. He's young and should be very fit if he's training all the time. I mean, the fact that he's not got many miles on, he might be a bit rusty, um, but he should be fit enough to play a 45, absolutely, for sure. So I, th I'm, I think he'll get his chance under Mason is what I think. I think maybe, you know, 
we'll see him in the next couple of weeks. I don't think we're going to see him for the final, but I'm pretty sure we'll see him back in in the team fold. Absolutely. Um, this is a good question, Brendan. I don't know if you want to take your view on on give you give this a take. Sure. If Lacelso and Endembele don't work, my Mikateo, um what is the ideal midfield we can have to be the most attack minded? Um, it's a difficult question, really, because that should be the most attack minded. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's strange because you, you kind of need to have the base in order to be attack minded. So you, you obviously you look at Hoybier, but I kind of want another relatively solid, organised defensive midfielder next to him, mm. and then have one of Lucelson and Dombele. I don't I have a feeling they're quite similar. Maybe I'll get gunned down for this, but I do feel that they are ball carriers that they they'd love, they they do bring the ball forward, but I don't know if both of them on the pitch at the same time is enough of a sort of base, midfield base for the yeah. further forward players like Kane, Son and Bale or Lucas or Lamella, whoever, to, to progress. So I'm kind of thinking it's it's either or. I don't, I don't know if they're working together yet. And and maybe with a new manager, with a new approach, uh, new training methods, mm. uh, that it can happen. But from what I've seen so far, I just think they're too similar. And I'd rather have uh, a trio of Hoybier and someone more defensively minded. Zoko. Oh, I know, but but just someone just to to, to be there, just because Hoybier just too much. He does way too much. He's knackered. He's been playing the the role of two or three players. Or yeah. when Skip comes back, and and maybe he would be ready for the step up uh, to play alongside Hoybier. I don't think he's necessarily the replacement. Mm. I think that that we can have a double double pivot if, if they are decent players on the ball which they are yeah um so i, I think with 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 hoybier and Lucelso, for me so far it's one or the other i don't know that they they work very well together mm. oh well, i'm inclined to agree with you um i don't know what the best midfield is if i'm being really honest um yeah. because i don't like winks i don't like this okay so I'd stick with the three of them and try and make it work. I, th- I think I think they need games together. That's the other thing. They haven't really played to- that together that much. They played about two, three or four games as a as a three um, this season from from the off. I think you've got to give it mm. time to work. Pa- partnerships take time. I mean, that's one of the reasons our defence has been misfiring most of the season, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think it's just. I do. I, I do think we could do with better defenders, but I think we've got to be a little bit more consistent with team selection. Uh, Neil Williams says, where is HG? Uh, very good question, Neil. I'd like to know. I think he's watching a film tonight, isn't I, he, or something? He's got date I night. Asked, I, asked him, I asked him to come on. Bless him. He's done, he's done loads of work for the, for the cheese room the last few, few days and weeks with everything that's been going on. So he said that he was watching the game, fell asleep first half, and was half watching the second half. So he um, he wasn't quite at his uh, at his best to come on, but not quite as bad as Franco. No, he's uh, <laughs> so Franco's stuck on the toilet. HG's asleep. It's just us. It's just and Aviva's working. Last man uh, standing, <laughs> you know. Last man standing. Um, well, let's let's get back to to just to wrap up the um, the sort of game review. Cool. Top four. You uh, you were very organised actually, caller. You you sent in our run in. So we have five games left now. Is it? I mean, Six. I bet you're I bet you're surprised about that, aren't you? <laughs> so um, you did send him in. Yeah, we've got so a fairly easy run in. So Sheffield United just went down. I don't so want to say this. Usually... I don't want to say this. Whisper it quietly. But there is an outside chance of top four. An outside chance of top four. 
because I don't think we're going to do it. But listen to the running stats. Okay, so we've got to play Sheffield United. Leads away, they're patchy at best. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wolves at home, weakest Wolves side we've seen in the Premier League. You know, since they've been promoted, I would say. Villa at home, we can turn them over, and then Leicester away, which could be could be a decider of some <laughs> sort at the end of the season because they're in free fall. They're like massively well, just, in free. One surprising thing about Leicester, we're three points behind them. I know they've got two games in hand. Yeah, yeah, but they've got we're to win three them. points behind Leicester. How does that work? What's going on? They've got to win them, and let me tell you, Leicester have not got an easy run-in. So they've, they've got to play Southampton away. Yeah, okay, they should win that. But then they've got Newcastle at home, who seem to be having a bit of a revival in fortunes. Man United away, tough game. Um, then they've got Chelsea away, tough game. Then they've got Chelsea Ooh. in the cup final. And then they've got us, last game of the season. So to me, or or it'll be vice, you know, us before the cup final probably, but... They've got to play Chelsea twice. They've got to play us. They've, they've got some tough, tough, tough fixtures. You know, I'm not saying dare to dream, but I'm going to tell you the Chelsea fixtures next and you're going to love this. Ooh. They've got Fulham. Okay. Fulham are resurgent. But then they've got Real Madrid in the Champions League. Then they've got mm-hmm. Man City away. Yeah. Okay. You're liking the sound of this. It's getting tasty. Well, if I told you then they've got the goons at home. And then they've got Leicester at home. Then they've got Ooh. Leicester in the cup final and West Ham last game of the season. I mean, that is oh. a bloody hard running, isn't it? Let's face facts. And that could be similar to our game with Leicester. That could be a decider for the top four. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Liverpool have got a slightly easier one. They've got Man United away, um, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, and then Crystal Palace. Mm. So you, you fancy, you know, the team I fancy actually the most out of all those is Liverpool to make top four. Um and then I think it's, you know, it's it really is up for grabs. We'll see what happens. We've got, a, there's two fixtures got to be played really before we can get really excited. We need to see. But I think they're all going to drop points. This the, the thing. I think if we can get on a run, you know, we can make up five points quite easily with those fixtures. We've just got to concentrate, take each game as it comes and, um, and, and give Mr. Mason everything until the end of the season and... and I tell you what, if we win that cup final, and it's a massive if, but it, but it, there is an if, so that's good. If we win the cup final, the confidence whoosh, through the roof with that running. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. The, the problem is, if Ryan Mason does get us into the Champions League, whoosh, Daniel Levy's going to be doubly unpopular when he pulls the plug on him, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to today's events then. As we saw, the We Are Tottenham TV crew were leading the, the Enoch Out protests outside the ground today uh, in response to the club's decision to join yeah. the now disbanded ESL. What a couple of days it was. I mean, I was still trying to get my head around it, clearly, from, from our, our video message. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, it is it is a truly, truly horrible idea. Because I was kind of selfish, as you saw in the in the video. I was like... So it means that Leicester and West Ham don't make Champions League. Good. Fuck Leicester and West Ham. But at the same time, I remember the feeling that, that I had when Crouchy scored that goal against City in 2010. I think it was. Yeah. It was, it was an amazing feeling. And what? What? When, when he scored at the San Siro, this is my little team that I'd never seen in the Champions League. It was such a good feeling, that feeling of achievement. And who the fuck are we to take that away from 
the likes of Leicester and West Ham and yeah. other teams yeah. that, that if you're taking away the the, the sense of achievement, the, the competition, the dream, what's left, the dream, what's left, it would be so boring. This this Super League, it'd be so fucking. Boring. I wouldn't care that we were playing Barcelona because it would only be exciting if you've got a chance of winning it, wouldn't it? That's the truth. So it would be exciting. Let's let's be honest. If we were going to win that competition, we'd need to sign a whole new team, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but if if you were in with a shot of winning it, then yeah, it'd be exciting. But then you'd be coming back and doing exactly the same thing the following season with the same teams the following season. So it'd soon get stale. I think the reality of all of this is is several things. UEFA and FIFA have got a problem that's not going to go away in that the big teams of Europe want a slice of their pie. And let's mm. not kid ourselves, UEFA and FIFA, two of the most corrupt organisations on the planet, will do yep. anything they can to hang on to their slice of the pie. So at the moment they're coming out looking at the good guys. Trust me, they're not the good guys. The good guys are the poor fans who have to put up with this shit, um, to be perfectly honest, from from both. So there's there's going to be a power play. I hope there is some sort of positive outcome in, in terms of, you know, Franco posted it earlier about maybe the German model fan ownership or, or some revolutionary change like that to the way football is in this country. But I don't see that it will. The cynic in me, um, just as I said, it would never happen. It would never carry through albeit for different reasons. I could never actually see it coming to fruition. I mean, the website looks shit for starters. It looked like it'd been knocked up by my daughter. Um, yeah, they're not going to get their tenor back from Wix. They're for that, not going to get their tenor back from, 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 from some website making, no. Um, or other other website making companies are available. The other, yeah, they are. They're not sponsoring us, honestly. Um, so for me, the whole thing is leaves a very bitter taste in the mouth, but it's going to carry on. Is going to carry on. The problem, I mean, the Enoch out stuff, to come back to what you're talking about, I've never been in Enoch out because I'm very much, I take the pragmatic approach. They've done a lot of good stuff for the club in terms of the stadium, built the team from really a mid-table side to a consistently competing for Europe, whether that's Europe or Champions League. I think they've done that. And, and to their credit um, and the model that they're following gives us under the FIFA fair play rules a chance to compete at the top table um, fairly or it should do if they actually reinvested the money what what Daniel Levy's done is disgusting um, what the chairman of the six teams that have tried to join this breakaway league have done is di- completely disgusting and abhorrent but do you really think Enoch are going to suddenly sell Spurs and I think to a degree, and, and again, this is this might be controversial, but I think Levy was damned if he did and damned if he didn't because the reaction of fans if that Super League had gone ahead and Spurs weren't in it would, and he had the opportunity to sign us up into it would be all hell would break loose. Or they'd, they'd be calling for his head saying he's the worst chairman, he's not he's not support, he's not look, acting in the best interests of the club, etc., etc. Mm. Um, and if he didn't, then, it, you know, if he did, obviously this was this was the uh, the kit back. Um, One, I, just... I think the thing that, that that hits most is, and maybe they couldn't because of uh, secrecy or privacy or whatever. But there was zero consultation with the fans, zero. Yeah, and no. that's what's pissed off the supporters' trust. Well, yeah, because uh, they gonna... know. Because they know if they consulted the fans, the fans would tell them this is a fucking terrible idea. But then it's a terrible idea. So anyway, we'll. we'll uh, 
greed. It's about money and it's about power, and it's about exactly. it's about the twelve clubs consolidating power. I mean, this is all stuff we've been over, but yeah. you know, I, I don't think it's going to go away in a long time, and I don't think the chairman or chairpersons of these clubs will be forgiven in a long time. I think fans will remember this. It's going to be interesting to see things like season ticket renewals. Um, are we going to get empty stadiums post COVID um, protests? What's going to happen? It's going to be interesting. Hmm. Well, a few comments from the Facebook. If you want to pull up some comments from this video, I think Dave Bolton's annoyed that I didn't call him. Dave, I'm yeah, I mean, sorry. I assumed... Says, Where's my call? Left on the bench you were, I, I assumed you were elbow deep in nappies from your new, beautiful newborn baby. So apologies. We'll get you on as soon as you're not changing nappies. Um, some comments from the Facebook group, just scrolling through. Uh, Simon Rylander. Uh, very much so uh, uh, an improved uh, performance. He thinks the midfield looked like they wanted to create something all the time rather than playing it back every time. So a little more, more forward thinking in the game today. Uh, Bale was back in the side scoring goals. So everyone's very happy that yeah. Bale's back. And Lee Moore's not happy with, with uh, Franco's post. Not a vast improvement, in inverted commas. What are you on about? First half, getting over the embarrassment and headache of the last few days. Second half, total control, pressing, attacking football, Bale being able to play first time for one and a half years that I felt that we were 100% going to go to win for once. Ryan on the touchline, pushing them to go forward, not sit back and wait for an opposition mistake. So people think, happy with that. Uh, I think Southampton dropped off a lot as well. I have to say, like I said earlier about the press, I don't think they could keep it. Um, like an old man, they couldn't keep it up for that long. Um, talking of old men, um, no, we're not going to go on there. Um Elana says, um, I was actually getting angry and shouting for the first time in months. I've got my passion back finally. Um, which is that how you felt, Bren? I don't see a huge change. I'm happy with the three points. I'm happy with that second half performance. Let's see it continue. But first half, we sort of looked at it. We we're like, whoa, things haven't changed. And I was just, we were talking about it in the Patreon group. We're like, is it just that these players simply aren't good enough? It doesn't matter who's the manager. The players simply aren't good enough for what we want to do. But um, at least the three points is the huge relief. And now that we've got them with two points off top four, three points off third, I still can't believe it. And who knows? Well, look, for me, um, the real test of this Spurs team and are we changing or not doesn't come on Sunday, sorry to say, because we're playing the best team in, in the country and we are the underdogs. And whilst we've got a chance of winning, if we win, it'll be a surprise. However... If we turn up against Sheffield United on the second of May, then absolutely I'll start believing that we that we can do it, and there is a change of foot. And if we beat Leeds away, I think that those those two games are, are the real test, aren't they? We'll see if we've got our Spurs back, our passion back, our attacking, flowing football back. Um, but don't get too dis despondent if we don't do it against Sunday. I don't want everyone suddenly like Lemmings lining up to jump off the cliff. Because City are a, a far superior side than, than we're going to face the rest of the year. Well, anything else to add before we wrap up? Um, no, I just, you know, I just think uh, um, Seb had a dodgy stomach the other night. Now, Franco, coincidence? I think what's happened is someone spiked the lasagna in the uh, cheese room cafe. Franco said it was his own cooking that did it. So, 
Uh, we do need to let uh, the, the listeners know about the latest prize they can get from footballprizes.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, this week, it's a signed Aussie Art Dealers number seven shirt. Aussie, obviously a club legend, part of the, the, the Aussie and Ricky V, a double that came to us and won FA Cups and was just part of that glory, glory era. There are 99 tickets available, costing just three ninety five. But with your promo code 10cheese, that's one zero cheese, you can get a 10% discount. The draw is made on Monday, I believe. So good luck. Prediction. What do you think the score would be against City? Ooh. City. Oh, God. I don't do... I I mean, last time I predicted a defeat, it was I said 3-1, and I was absolutely bob-on, wasn't I? And I was even bob-on with the way it unfolded. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say we are going to scrape a wonderful 3-2 win. Wow. Glory, glory. The year ends in one. There you go. I think we're going to be up for it. I think we're going to want it. I think we're, we're going to have the concentration. It depends if Kane's back. I'm going to go... Kane will be back, 100%. He might only be on one leg, but he'll be back. I go two all draw, and we do them on pens. Oh, interesting. I mean, De Bruyne is supposed to be out as well, isn't he? So Apparently not. I saw, I saw news that he was back. I saw news He's that not he was to hoping to be back. Okay. Well, fingers crossed he isn't, and Kane is. Uh, so yeah, Cheeseheads, thanks for tuning in, and do listen out for that review uh, and a possible preview. And keep the faith. We have a new manager, a new era. Uh, it's been an up and down few days, uh, but the club lives on. The club that we love remains, regardless of who the custodians are. The club is what is in our hearts. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.